Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hello, and welcome again to Fresh Hop Cinema, a craft beer and movie podcast based in Chico, California. My name is Max Minardi. I'm Johnny Summers. What's happening? Happy to have you here again. This week on the show, we have our review of the new film Free Guy from director Sean Levy starring Ryan Reynolds as a non-playable video game character in a world on the brink of collapse. That's right. This week we have two beers to be determined. Uh, Max is out of town. He completely forgot the beers that we had planned for <laughs> Surprise the show. Surprise beers. So, yeah, shocking. So this <laughs> week we've got uh, a beer from me and a beer from him. Yeah, uh, We will be reviewing the beers by ourselves and the other will be interviewing, let's say, the other person about what they taste like and all that fun stuff. Yeah, if you're listening on KZFR 90.1 FM, you're only going to get a chance to hear Johnny's review of his beer and the spoiler-free portion of our discussion of Free Guy, which is to say, if you haven't seen it yet, you got nothing to worry about. But, Johnny, tell him the good news. That's right. You can get full chats, full podcasts, and more than 200 more mm. film and beer conversations of uh, this here show going all the way back to 2016 at any of the following locations. Yeah, you can find us on Spotify. You can find us on SoundCloud. If you use an iPhone, you can find us on Apple Podcasts. And we drop new episodes every single Friday, bright and early at 7 a.m. And hey, if you like this show, feel free to leave us a five-star rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. It, it legitimately helps people find the show. The more reviews that come in, the more Apple's robot artificial intelligence is like, we should show other people this show. So just leave a five-star review and a rating. If you got a second, we would super appreciate it. That's right. Speaking of robots paying attention to you, we're hip, we're young, we're cool. We're on Instagram. You yeah. should follow us there for pictures, letterbox for film and movie reviews, because there is a difference, uh, and untapped for B-reviews, all at Fresh Hop Cinema or freshhopcinema.com. Yeah, I've been at that point lately where I'm trying to, like I've fallen so far behind in my letterbox reviews that I'm just going to have to take a day. Like it's going to start at 9 a.m. and I'll make coffee and then just sort of plow through, like going back and listening to kind of snippets of what I thought and updating my letterbox. So get with the program soon, get on letterbox and all the stuff that Johnny just mentioned and follow us. It's usually a pretty good time, definitely when uh, we're both on top of our games. And if you have feedback about said games, you can just send us an old fashioned email if you'd like. We are at fhccast at gmail.com. That is correct. And if you want to keep this show a going, you can help us financially at patreon.com slash freshhopcinema. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a way to give content creators a moolah in exchange for their content. Yeah. And not only do you get our regular content, you get a bunch of extra bonus content where we do little half-hour mini episodes. We crank out one a week on a wide variety of things, ranging yeah. from beer history, beer knowledge, uh, we did. A, we're doing a whole film education series on the different roles of people in film production. Yep. Uh, and also, there's a fun segment that yeah, uh, do Max it. makes me do, <laughs> call Johnny's Broken Promises. Future Broken Full Promises. Yeah. Future. Yeah. Fu yeah. I don't know. It's a long name about how I'm a disappointment, and it's all because I say I watch. I'm going to watch movies, and then I never do. And he got sick of it and started writing those movies down and made a letterbox list. And then now he holds it over my head. So we've been doing that uh, on Patreon. We just did one this week and I think it was really fun. So yeah, as little as $1 per week up to, you know, more than that. Sure. We can, we'll take it. Yeah. I feel like you're selling yourself slightly short. The series is all about not how, how you're a disappointment. It's how you're a man of your word. 
and you are going back and actually completing these viewings that you said. So if anything, I think I think this whole Johnny's Future Broken Promises, let's say semicolon, fulfilled, is all about how you're a man of your word and are watching all these films that people want to hear your thoughts on. So if, if any of that does sound appealing, patreon.com slash Fresh Hop Cinema will get you all the juicy, juicy access. And you didn't even mention all of our top fives. Last week we did a top five movie soundtracks. Yeah. Um, we do top We do top fives all the time. They're a lot of fun. Um, and chances are you have opinions about those top fives. So join us on Patreon for a dollar a week if you want. It's the cost of a cheap, it's the cost of a Coors Light, which by God, you shouldn't probably be drinking if you're listening to this all the time, but it's the cost of that per per month. So hey man, you, I'm not like judging. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> but uh, you know, if you got that to spare a month, join us on Patreon. We'd really appreciate the support. Yada, yada, yada. Johnny, Plus we that, have parties. God, that's, oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, there's a lot, especially now that, knock on some wood, things are kind of opening back up. We do have a, a digital viewing party coming up, which uh, is irrespective of the pandemic because we just watch movies, the exact movie, at the exact same time, and have a group chat about it in our homes. So that'll be fun. The stuff like that, mm -hmm. Patreon. Um, but I think that's all the housekeeping we have, sir. So without further ado, Johnny, I flip a coin metaphorically, and let's say it lands on whatever you picked, heads or tails, and you go first with the beer. What are, sadly, just you drinking today? Yep, just me is drinking Urban Roots Pitch In on a Party IPA. It is an American IPA. It comes in at 6.2%, and it is a, an IPA collaboration with hip-hop legend DJ Quick, and it features Cascade, Simcoe, and Citra hops. Okay. Okay. Yeah. If you're not familiar with Urban Roots, they are a smokehouse restaurant and brewery in Sacramento, California, and I am a big fan of their food and also their beer, so... This was a no-brainer for me when we had to pick beers to do on our own. I had this in my fridge already. I had that new new. I keep nice. it on me, and ready at all times, <laughs> locked and loaded. Okay, uh, cocked and ready to fire directly into my mouth. Urban Roots pitching on a party. Max, what do you think? What? Oh wait, you can't have any. Wait, I do have thoughts. Do you know DJ Quick? No. Nope. Okay, I didn't either. So I was looking up just to see if I knew any of uh, his work. Um, I can confirm I do not, but he was he's born in 1970, um, and he's done all sorts of stuff over the years. Um, he's collaborated with Snoop Dogg, Corrupt Tupac, Eric Sermon. Uh, he's collaborated <laughs> wow. with Shaq, which I really hope is on some rap song because I've never heard Shaquille O'Neal rap, but that would make me very happy. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, my, my, my biggest thing is like, I wonder what a collaboration with a DJ as it pertains to brewing beer really looks like. Um, so I'm going to do a little bit of reading on their, on their website, but if you could tell me like what the can looks like and kind of the ABV and just the other details, did you already say the ABV? I did. I thought so you might have. Okay. Just double check. Yeah. yeah it's six and a half percent. Right. It's a really cool can. There's a, there's a ghetto blaster, a vinyl, there's some pizza. There's like a hand throwing up a West coast and a, there's a bucket of chicken. Okay. There's a four pack of Urban Roots. There's a hand holding a cassette tape and a glass of beer. Yeah, it's really cool. It's on like a nice chrome background, so it really pops. Uh, and there was a nice article on Urban Roots website uh, about the collaboration. If you can find it, yeah, I found. Have you been able to find? Yeah, I found something. Um, and, and this is just a little bit about it. And they were they. This is sort of. I don't know if you're talking about this, but there's a. I don't know if it's long enough to be called an article, but a blurb about sort of this beer being released, which was back on July 3rd of 2021. Um, mm -hmm. Basically, the, the collaboration was at the level of, of DJ Quick picking out the hops, which like you said, are Cascade, Simcoe, and Citra. Um, and they were just doing a little brewing session and they let him choose that. And then there was a whole big uh, beer release party on, on, I think it was that Friday the 2nd. 
um, during their late night happy hour with uh, they called a DJ Quick inspired cocktail menu and a West Coast hip hop vinyl set by uh, DJ Casper, who I do not know, but that's you know maybe par for the course. Yeah, that makes sense that you don't know that. <clears throat> um, one plus one equals two. You're not you're not a big <laughs> DJ guy. That's yeah, fine. And that's yeah, I got blind spots just like anybody else. But one of my blind spots uh, is not West Coast IPAs. I've had my fair share. So have you. Um, so have you had a chance to taste this one? I have. It's nice. It's bright. It is very crisp and very refreshing. It's certainly West Coast IPA, mm-hmm. which you know me. That's why I chose to drink it. I yeah. love it, man. Uh, yeah, Urban Roots does really nice beers. They're kind of more well known, probably for their their hazier beers. Mm-hmm. Like Playground Tactics is a really popular oh, sure. double IPA from them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoy their Pilsners, and uh, they've done quite a few different things that I like. They have a dry hop Pilsner that I like quite a bit, but I'm not super familiar with their their clear beers, their West Coast beers. Um, and I like this. It is very like upfront hoppy, just like you'd expect. I mean, this is. Definitely just a straightforward West Coast IPA. Nice, dude. Any, anything jumping out to you immediately is like not super desirable? I know you like those hops most of the time. Um, I mean, stylistically, this beer leaves the mouth feel and like the taste that I would expect, which is a little on the sour mm-hmm. side, like just a little... Sour or bitter? Um, Bitter, but like kind of like a licked stamp type flavor. Oh, it's just that, that that like muddy hop flavor aftertaste that's it's standard with this beer um so that would i mean that's the only thing that jumps out but that's not unexpected at all yeah i guess that so it's not necessarily putting you off or anything like that no i wouldn't call it a negative this is it's perfectly fine it's um it feels like a nice slightly above average ipa it's not it's not changing my life, but it's definitely like well worth drinking. You know what I mean? I do. Yeah. I think I think those beers have a really, really solid foundation in sort of the beer drinking culture of the world. Like like not everything needs to be a blow your socks off kind of beer, but you also obviously don't want a, a trash beer. So I think, yeah, like I think middle ground beers get a lot of flack, but if that's what you are describing, I, th- I think that's fine. Like you can have a decent beer and, and maybe that's all you need to be. Dude, this would be a great beer to have like a sliced pizza or some smoked chicken from their restaurant. Like sure. this would pair nicely with a lot of their food. Like uh, their smoked meats would go very nice with this. I really like their, uh, I believe it's smoked turkey. And then they have like collard greens and right. red rice and beans. Oh, yeah. This would go great with their food. I feel like this would go great with any food. Okay. This is definitely like a like a football or like afternoon barbecue type beer. Like this would accompany a sandwich or something perfectly. I love that. Yeah. Like I think a good, yeah, a pairing beer, a beer that can go well with a lot of different stuff and you can just sip it and, mm-hmm. and not be overly offended or, or also maybe it doesn't distract you from the thing you're doing. I think that's, that yeah, sounds you don't want to let, but you don't want to just stop what you're doing and say, guys, this is the best <laughs> beer I've ever had. Stop what you're doing. We need to write this down. Yeah. No, it's definitely more like, all right, it's a good IPA. Let's, uh, let's keep playing cornhole or like, Hey guys, we got okay, burgers solid. coming. We're playing, we're playing trivia. Yeah, but for what it is, it's it's superbly adequate. I feel like it's a solid, like, solid, like, 7-1. Okay, I was about to ask you. Great. 7.1 out of 10. Um, where did you get it? Is it relatively affordable? Is it on the pricier side? What's the deal? Uh, it is very reasonably priced, and um, 
it was actually left in my refrigerator. Believe it or not, somehow oh, Andy at, at SNS still supplied no. the beer for this week. I swear this guy's like, giving you shout out or he's paying you for no, the No, <laughs> he's not. He just left this beer in my fridge. Okay. Um, we got drunk and watched rugby uh, two weekends ago. Yeah. And we had more than enough beer for like 10 people and there was four of us here. Yeah. So this is one that he just happened to leave here. Yeah. And it called to me. It beckoned me. And I had to drink it because I love West Coast and it was only getting less fresh. So Yeah. Uh I'm not sure where he got it. He might have got it down there, but I know like SNS carries a bunch of urban root stuff. So I know it's around town. You could probably track it down. Yeah, I think it's probably frowned upon by the Uber driver if you like come out drunk with like these are all the beers I brought and didn't drink. So he's like, just leave them. Just leave them here. That's fine. Right. Um Okay, well, when when was this actually canned? I'd like to know how fresh we're drinking this. You're oh, drinking that's this. That's a good question. This was canned on 7-1. Okay, so we're looking, what is that, about six weeks? Yeah. That's pretty good. That's a great, I think, well within the window of when it should be relatively close to to how it was brewed. A hundred percent. Yeah. Very, very much so well within fine drinking. Yeah, I wouldn't go much past mm-hmm. like eight weeks. I mean, I would if it's been stored cold, but like it's not going to be as fresh as possible. But yeah, that's perfectly reasonable. So I like it. Fair enough, dude. Again, that's, uh, that is uh, pitching on a party. It's a 7.1 for you, sir. Once again, you are listening to Fresh Hop Cinema on KZFR 90.1 FM. If you get a chance to try pitching on a party, like I am hoping to, we want to know what you think, so reach out. Again, you can email us at fhccast at gmail.com. You can find us on social media at Fresh Hop Cinema, or you can, of course, leave us a rating or an awesome review on Apple Podcasts. We're going to play your trailer for the new film Free Guy. As we said earlier, we are not going to spoil it until much later in the show. So if you haven't seen it yet, don't worry, and we'll be right back after this. My name is Guy. Sunday should be warm and sunny, just a scattering of drive-bys. And I live in paradise. I've got a best friend. This is the greatest cup of coffee of all time. Oh, Mondays, am I right, Joe? You said it, Guy. Yeah. And I work at the bank. Everybody's out of the bank! I thought I had everything I needed. But then I met her. responsible for this world is going to destroy it. You've met God? Yes, he's an absolute troll. Trolls exist. Buddy, if we're not real, doesn't that mean that nothing you do matters? I am sitting here with my best friend trying to help him get through a tough time. Now, if that's not real, I don't know what is. I know this world is just a game, but this place, these people, that's all I have. So I'm not going to be the good guy. Thanks, guy. I'm going to be the great guy. Well, enjoy your lifetime supply of virginity. Off you go. This whole good guy routine is ruining the game. Terminator. It's the first time I've ever driven a car before. I really wish you'd mention that. Yeah. Yeah. That actually hurt my hand. We can save our world, but we have to fight together.
If you're just joining us, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, a show about the worlds of craft beer and film on KZFR 90.1 FM. Subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts to hear this discussion in its entirety. It'll be available tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. That was a trailer for Free Guy, a new film from director Sean Levy starring Ryan Reynolds as Guy, an NPC. Or if you're not a video game nerd, (laughs) that is a non-playable character. And Banker in the world of Free City, an online video game that encourages its players to wreak as much havoc as possible on their surroundings. When Guy suddenly sees the girl of his dream, he gains a degree of sentience and may be able to break out of his mundane routine. Back in the real world, the game Free City is on the brink of deletion at the hands of game designer and CEO Anton, played here by a delightfully mm-hmm. devious type yeah. OITT, uh, <laughs> wanting to save the world they built, a couple real of real-world players and game developers learn about Guy's capabilities and enlist his help, as he may be the only thing that can prevent the destruction of years of their work and the evidence of the first real-life artificial intelligence. That's right. Yeah, again, like you said, this was directed by Sean Levy. He is responsible. He's the man behind the, the, the camera on Real Steel from 2011, Date Night, all of the Night at the Museum movies. He also did a few of the Stranger Things episodes. I believe it was season one. This film was written by Matt Lieberman and Zach Penn. And like you said, stars Ryan Reynolds as Guy. You also have uh, Lil Rel Howery as his buddy named Buddy, who works at the bank with him as a security guard. You got Jodie Comer playing Millie slash her avatar's name is Molotov Girl. You got Joe Keery as Keys. Her, uh, her, her partner in crime for the most part is they were starting off developing this game that we find out more about throughout the movie. Like you mentioned, sir, we also have Taika Waititi as Antoine, and I'm not going to actually say anybody else's names yet, because I think there are uh, several wonderful cameos in this movie that we won't talk about until the danger zone, because it's just such a fun bit to be had when those people show up. So I think we're going to leave that out if you're okay with that. Yeah, I think I'm fine with that. Um, Do you have anything you'd like to say about the release info, or do you want me to hit the, the main meat and potatoes? Uh, hit the meat and potatoes for me. Yeah, so it runs about an hour and 15 minutes, just under two hours. It came out uh, earlier this month on August 10th to most theaters after being pushed back due to COVID, I believe twice. If I'm not mistaken, I'm, this is kind of going off something I read a couple days ago. This was slated for a release at the end of 2019. Um, mm. So, And then that was not obviously a COVID delay. That was a production delay. And then COVID happened. I think it was pushed back again. Um, I can fact check myself on that, obviously. But needless to say, we've heard about this movie a lot. Like, I swear to you, man, like the past, maybe, maybe four months I've seen a movie in theaters every single mm-hmm. time it's, it does that little promo where it's like 10% of the screen. It's like, if you've been watching movies on the screen, this size, it's time to mm-hmm. boom and it blows up. They've been like, they've been promoting this heavily and they can, because this is a Disney owned or Disney corporation kind of owned film. They got a lot of money behind it. Um, and, and it's a marketable film about sort of a new idea in my brain. This movie's kind of a combination of like ready player one, uh, mm-hmm. gamer groundhog day. Um, there was another one that popped into my head the other night when I saw it, but, but needless to say, I was stoked for it just based on the trailer alone. What did you think of it? What did you think going into it? Were you excited for it? I was also stoked on it. It feels like the, really the only like feel good blockbuster hit of the summer that we're mm-hmm. going to get. Yeah. Like this has feel good hit of the summer written all over it just because of, the, the cast, just the endearing nature of Ryan Reynolds and how he can carry a movie single-handedly with his charisma sure. and face. So I had high hopes. I mean, I, I'm a big video game guy myself. So just coming from that world, seeing what this movie was about, because it's all essentially set in like a Grand Theft Auto style world. Nice. They, yeah. they really yeah. went 
full guns blazing with the Grand Theft Auto theme. Um, so I was hopeful and I didn't have too high of expectations because when you have those, usually that's when you get really disappointed and you end up just crying into your popcorn. Yeah. And I wanted to just make sure I had fun. That was the whole point. This movie looked fun. I wanted to see it because it looked fun. And so that was my only expectation was to just go have some fun, maybe giggle a little and be yeah. entertained. Yeah. And I feel like this movie fulfilled on that. And also maybe it went a little bit deeper than I expected it to go. Mm-hmm. Um, you definitely had that feel good vibe throughout this movie with just the, the pure, uh, wholesome energy that is Ryan Reynolds in this movie. Like he plays it so well, like we've seen him do the Deadpool. We've seen him go, you know, Hitman's bodyguard, Hitman's bodyguard's wife. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you've um, seen Hitman's bodyguard's wife. I missed that one too. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. Yeah. Uh, well, somebody has to watch movies for this show. Fair. Um, but anyways, yeah, like you've seen like the crude, um, you know, sarcastic, like Deadpool, great example, uh, of like the complete opposite character of Ryan Reynolds. So he gets to play like a good guy. The whole premise of this movie is like his, this NPC becomes sentient and essentially plays the game that he discovers he's living in right. as a good guy. I don't think that's spoilery at all. No, they, it's yeah, pretty, pretty good. apparent from the trailers. Um, and so he, executes this with such a purity and just a likable um, persona that it's so hard not to root for this guy. At first, it comes across as a little cheesy, and that wears off pretty quickly as you kind of endear yourself to this character. Uh, It really accomplished a lot of lofty things as far as action because the playground that you're in is a game, which is pure fiction. Right. So they have like free reign to go as insane as they want with the CGI and the costumes that all the players are wearing and like literally carte blanche to just go insane. So I think setting yourself up with that environment and that broad of a paintbrush to paint with is really smart as like a movie maker. Cause then you can just go absolutely hog wild. Like perfect example you'd mentioned is ready player one. Yeah. And you just had <clears throat> unlimited potential and we'll touch more on that in the danger zone. Sure. Cause there was a couple scenes that were like yeah. very ready player one yeah. at the end. Uh, which I loved. Um, But overall, this movie was really humorous. I thought it was well-written. It had more substance than I thought, dealing with the concept of this being an actual AI life form within a game and the implications of that. And looking at that from like a moral perspective, I wasn't expecting that out of this movie. So it, it actually made me think a little bit, which was cool for like a summer blockbuster. Usually those just make you feel sad when your popcorn's gone. Yeah. Um, so big ups to this movie. I was very impressed. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think it set out to accomplish everything it was after and it was probably two big thumbs up for me. I really liked it. What were your thoughts? You went to see it in the theater, I assume. I did. Yeah. I saw it with my mom and my sister actually, um, which is an interesting demographic between the three of us because neither of them play video games. Um, obviously one of the three of us is much older than the other two. Um, and has you, right. Me and has very little exposure to like, like my mom was like leaning over and be like, okay, wait, like, is he, is he real too? I was like, no, he's like. He's like AI. And she's like, what does AI mean? I'm like, <laughs> just like, you know, like, so there's that learning curve. Um, and the, yeah. the point that I'm going to make is that despite sort of a, a lack of like a fundamental understanding to like MMOs and online gameplay at all and sort of virtual reality and, and all that stuff that it entails, she still got a couple of laughs out of it, which I nice. think is mostly contingent upon 
one's desire or, or maybe just in general liking Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I've heard people be like, I hate Ryan Reynolds. Like he, his face and his humor drives me nuts. And I don't get that. I think he's hilarious. Um, yeah. If you don't like Ryan Reynolds, though, I don't know that this is. I don't like. I don't think you like any of his movies. I think he's got that right? sort of um, pull to him, like magnetism, where it's like you, the movies. He's gonna. He's gonna take over a movie. Exactly. Like the question with any movie he's in is how much Ryan Reynoldsing is Ryan Reynolds gonna do? Totally. And I think again because I like him, and this is my bigger point about your question of how I felt about the movie that I liked it. I think this was great, man. Mm -hmm. Referencing Ready Player One, I think is the right way to go because I read Ready Player One. It was a book, if you didn't know. And mm -hmm. if, I did know. I know that books are a thing. Okay. Ready Player One was a book <laughs> before a movie. And it came out, I want to say also 2017, maybe back in, maybe, tw maybe 2018. But the difference in the believability of the special effects, and I'm not sure if it was a budget thing or what, but I was let down by Ready Player One. At no point mm -hmm. was I like, Okay, we're are we in a video game? It's like yes, that's the video game world, that's the real world, whatever. And this movie integrates the two and and sort of you know Venn diagrams them in, in a way that you're like not totally positive. Like my mom didn't know. <laughs> She's like, that's cool. Okay, like though. they're in a game now or what? Um, so the special effects are great. Ryan Reynolds is great in this. I also think to what you're saying about the artificial intelligence and sort of the the ethical moral qualms about potentially wiping out an entire population of of we're going to get into the weeds here, but like people, like I don't know what makes people, but it seems like the ability to recognize themselves and make decisions and feel things is a pretty yeah. good set of qualifiers to me. Right. Um, I loved that they went that way. I actually read an interview with um, Sean Levy who didn't want to do this movie at first. Cause he was like, well, it just seems too sort of surface level. And then I think Ryan Reynolds signed up for it. And then they had been, but they'd worked together in the past, I think on small projects and Ryan Reynolds was like, I actually really am interested in sort of this avenue of exploring this sort of coming of sentience of this character. And like, I think we could explore that in a really human way. And Sean Lee was like, well, that's, I hadn't thought about it like that, but that makes way more sense. And I mm -hmm. think that sort of, um, those behind the camera motivations really come through in this movie, making it more than just like a explosion video game movie, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, it actually had some weight to it, which was surprising and totally. refreshing. Um, I also think... You could probably see this movie for a couple of needle drops that happen in the third act that are that had me <laughs> busting up. Um, Absolutely, I don't. I don't want to risk spoiling anything other than that. But there are so many funny moments in an already pretty funny movie. Um, so I would say Free Guy, big recommend for me too. Definitely. Did you? Where did you see it? I saw it here in town at the cinema. Okay, cool. Yeah, it's definitely a theaters type movie. Yeah. Um, it's maybe that's just me being conditioned by the preview that I'd seen for months. See it in a the theater. Nowhere's more cinematic than Cinemark. I saw it at a Regal. <laughs> We're not getting sponsored by either of those chains. So I saw it on a big screen, but not, not Cinemark. This would be a fun one to see in IMAX too. I know that they oh, have I a almost big saw it in IMAX. I almost saw it in IMAX. Yeah. yeah like I the big that. XD theater. And I believe the theater either here or the Cinemark in Yuba city is actually playing this movie in 3d. That so you would, could go see this uh, I don't in know, real man. 3D? Yeah, it seems like there'd be a lot, but maybe that's the point. It might be fine. I don't know. I don't usually enjoy 3D movies, but definitely like the biggest screen possible would yeah. be a good time for this one. Um, but let's. Can we talk a little bit about like auxiliary characters? You mentioned Taika Waititi, who I didn't know was even mm -hmm. in this. Like I didn't do ah! any research for this movie. I just went in and saw it, which is, is kind of beautiful. Like going in, like, especially in a movie that throws so many surprising curveballs at you, like Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, Taika Waititi. And Bailey's like, who is that? Like, you don't have Taika Waititi? 
She's like, oh I don't see God. movies ever. I have to drag her. She, we just saw Stillwater together, which was a bummer of a movie. Listen to last week's episode if you want my thoughts on that. Mm-hmm. She was like, I, I, her energy when we left, I was like, I've never seen a movie with you again. <laughs> that sucks. Um, so, you know, whatever. But Taika Waititi's in this. Like, that that almost makes the movie enough because he's so antithetical to how he's always and how I perceive him to be as a person, much as a yeah. character. He's the biggest douche ever. He was so rude. But it, and it's like it's still kind of endearing. And I'm not sure if it's his accent or just because I've seen him in enough stuff where I kind of latch onto that. But my point is. I think it's just because we love him. Yeah. So, like, we like Taika Waititi in this. Anybody else stick out to you? Like, I think we should probably talk about Lil Rel Howery a bit. Oh, he was fantastic. Yeah. He was another NPC. Uh, he was the security guard, like you said, at the bank where Ryan Reynolds worked. Yeah. And also Ryan Reynolds' best friend. They walk together to work and get <laughs> so the same good. exact coffee every yeah, day. And yeah. It's just their chemistry was great. I mean, Lil Rel Howery is a really funny guy anyway. And uh, it worked. I loved him with Ryan Reynolds. They both have such big energy. Yeah. Um, but their energies never felt like they were crowding the screen. They, yeah. they cohabitated very nicely in this movie. If you don't know the name Lil Rahari, he was um, Daniel Kaluuya's best friend in Get Out. He was the the uh, airport security, TSA guard. Like, I think that's kind of what people recognized him in at first. Like, mm-hmm. that was his big breakout. He was hilarious. He's so funny. And He's like, really he, funny. Normally, I would classify Ryan Reynolds as somebody who does hog the screen comedically. Um, mm-hmm. and, and Lil Rahari is not that way at all. And I think it was interesting. Maybe it's just Ryan Reynolds getting older and, and working on more projects. But like he, yeah, he did not sort of hog the attention unless he needed to in this movie. Yeah, it was nice. yeah. That that probably, I mean, a testament to the writing as well as the direction, sure. but also maybe just Ryan Reynolds maturing as an actor. Yeah, maybe, huh? Yeah, it was just good, knowing man. where he fits into a movie and how he can make it better by not making it all about him. I mean, that's yeah, that's a sign of maturity in a person. I would like to think Fair. that that's. You know, also like this movie didn't need to rely on his star power for that. So I appreciate that they didn't yeah. lean on it because this movie stood on its own without him taking it over. So I'm glad that that was he was used just enough because, I mean, obviously he's the main character, but right. it didn't feel just about him, which yeah, was great. Totally. Um, I suppose relatively briefly, anything you didn't like about this movie? Hmm. Well, not really. It's it's hard to think about negatives. I mean, it was such a fun movie. There were really no times that it wasn't fun in some capacity. So I, I don't think so. Like this movie never let off the gas of fun. It just kept it pumping, man. Yeah. I I think that sometimes they leaned into like the the I don't know how to phrase this. Um there's a hot avatar, like a muscular avatar. Um mm-hmm. And then, like, there's a nerdy 15-year-old behind the computer screen. Like, they do those mm-hmm. cuts a lot. I think it probably happens, like, seven or eight times. And, like, I was like, okay, I get that. Like, some of the jokes, they they beat over the head a little bit. And sometimes yeah. that helps, those jokes. But in the case of, like, that, I don't think I needed that exactly. Um, but for the most part, dude, I agree. Like, it's a pretty well-put-together movie. It's certainly as lighthearted, feel-good summer blockbusters go. Up there with the best I've seen this year. Yeah, I agree completely. Best I've seen in a while, really. All right. You want to rate it? I mean, this movie feels like an 8.9 for me all day. Why is it not a 9? Because I don't think it has uh, an immense amount of rewatchability. I might want to rewatch this again in like a year, year and a half. Um, I mean, I feel like to rate it higher than that, I would have to like want to see it again right now. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to guess was your reasoning and now i'm struggling mm-hmm. with my own because i would watch it again today 
Yeah. I also think, I mean, like personal rewatchability, maybe not, but this feels like a great movie to show friends. Like, because there's so many cultural nods, especially if you show a gamer friend. Like, oh, yeah. Like there's, there's moments where, and I couldn't relate to this with my sister or my mom, but like, I was just like, oh yeah, that, that one thing from that one game that I've played as a kid. Like, there's yeah, a lot of that. And there was very obscure references. I feel like you, what you're trying to say is that this movie is a little bit more than a movie. It's kind of like an experience and you want to share that experience with more people that have like the similar interests and like that would get those and you could have that shared like Aha! moment. Yeah. And like, it's kind of what I wanted from ready player one, except that movie felt like it was, it was holding itself up with those Easter eggs. And this one, like you have the artificial intelligence, you have the, the moral sort of backstory, you have the love stories, you have the corporate overreach kind of thing. Like it's not, it's not on, it's not on these, these Easter egg stilts. Like I felt ready player one was. So maybe I'm even filling a little bit of a hole in my heart that ready player one left me. But yeah, like, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Cause you had such high expectations for that movie after reading the book that like this one feels like the movie that that one should have been. Yeah. I also like in that movie, it's too easy not to compare them. So like in that movie, there was a Ben, I think it was Ben Mendelsohn was the bad guy. And it's just like mm-hmm. the most mustache Troy, like I want all the money. So I'm going to, you know what, now that I'm saying it out loud, it's actually pretty exactly the same as Taika Waititi's like, I want all the money. So I'm going to cancel people's accounts to get what I want. And that's actually exactly what Antoine does. So I guess it's, I don't like about the numbers. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing more important than numbers. Money's numbers. I can, I'm going to butcher his accent if I do it any longer, but yeah. Um, okay. Free guy. Well, rate this thing, man. Yeah. For me, it's going to be, here we go. Ah, man. It's one of those situations where as a movie, it's just like, it's not going to affect my life too, too much, but I really do like it. So I'm going to go with an eight. I think it's super good. Super funny. Eight feels totally respectable. That's a very high rating. Uh, it feels low for as stoked as you are. On I it. know. Like it can change your life by making you happy and that's okay. Max, it's, it's everything not. doesn't have to be a cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> no, happiness actually, isn't enough. Huh? I think this might be to some extent a cin- in, in the playground it's in is a cinematic masterpiece of you know, CGI action comedies, but, but it's not changing my life. And I think for me to get in the nines and tens, it's gotta be like a changing my life kind of movie. I respect that as someone who didn't put it in the nines or tens either. Yeah. Okay. What are the tens by the way? We've only given out a few tens, my friend. Yeah. And people will have to listen to all of our 232 other episodes to find out what those were. That's right. So you got homework, everybody in the meantime, mm-hmm. Once again, you have been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema on KZFR 90.1 FM. Free Guy is now exclusively in theaters. If you get the chance to see it and you have thoughts of your own, find us on social media. We're at Fresh Hop Cinema or send an email to fhccast at gmail.com. Or head over to our digital home, Mm. freshhopcinema.com for reviews of movies and beers and full podcast episodes going all the way back to 2016. To our KZFR listeners, the full-length version of today's chat will be available tomorrow morning, bright and early, 7 a.m., wherever you get your podcasts. And to all of our podcast listeners, we'll be right back to talk spoilers and more beer in the Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Danger Zone. If you've never joined us for a Danger Zone before... It's the part of the show where we talk about our film of the week as if we've all seen it, or or at the very least, if people haven't seen it, you can no longer be worried about spoilers. We are giving you one big all caps spoiler alert, in this case, yeah, man. for free guy. 
The filters are off. Let's the filters get are off. Let's do it. Um. Okay. Okay. So. I think I just want to talk about like favorite parts of this movie. I don't know if you want to go any deeper, but that's definitely stuff I want to hit. Yeah. I loved the, uh, what is it? The dude. Okay. So <laughs> big, yeah. Okay. <laughs> we have to talk about that. The big giant buff version of Ryan Reynolds, like the steroided. Yeah. Out guy. So they, they basically, um, uh, what's the thing? Deep faked his, they didn't deep fake it. They just projected it onto a bodybuilder. Like there's a real body. Um, mm-hmm. is like AJ something. I can't think of his name, but, um, yeah, he's huge, huge, um, huge, but like the, I don't know if this was on purpose. Cause like, I think they can do this, this face replacing. Well, they did it with Cersei Lannister on game of Thrones and you didn't know that was a body double. And here mm-hmm. his face just doesn't quite fit on that body. Obviously cause he's huge, but also like it doesn't like his mouth is kind of off. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I don't know how much money they put into that effect in a, in a, in a pretty effect heavy movie. Um, well, and the whole point of that character when that he's when, right. Uh, that's what Waititi say. yeah, says yeah. is like it's, they're like the art department's like it's half done and yeah. like all of the dialogue isn't written because um, when everybody's he's like catchphrase, it's so good. So uh, for those of you that that maybe just haven't seen the movie but do want context, um, this is right at the end when when we're finally going to cross the bridge into the secret coded world that Taika Waititi's character has hidden from our two friends on the outside, and as a last ditch effort. He's like, all right, launch dude. Um, not the dude. He's not Lebowski. Just launch dude. Dude, guy, buddy. These are people's names. Mm-hmm. And it's this roided out dude. And then they fight, which is uh, leading to my two favorite music cues in the whole movie. Right. Where there's a lot of music cues. But he's like pulling up on his glasses inventory, like shield to block a punch. And sure enough, it's the Captain America shield. And then you hear mm-hmm. the Avengers theme. And then it's a, after the punch where it kind of pushes back at dude. There's this quick cut to Chris Evans being like, what the shit? <laughs> Which is so good. And then they take it one yeah. step further because then Guy draws a lightsaber and then you get the- uh, Nope. Right after the shield, he draws a Hulk hand. Oh, you're right. I'm, I'm at music yeah. But yeah, he does. He oh. does a Hulk hand. And then the next needle drop is the the Star Wars, um, I don't know the name of the song, but the theme, the main theme. Not, yeah. not the Imperial March. Bah, bah, bah. Yeah. And I remember yeah. thinking like, how the fuck did they get- both of these songs. And then I went in the course of my re- research, I was like, okay, well it's owned by Disney, so they don't have to pay for it. Cause those yeah. would have been expensive ass songs to play. Oh yeah. Like you couldn't have afforded it. It's only got like a hundred million dollars as the budget. I think if I, I'll double check, but I think that's what it was. Okay. Um, that feels low. It does. Yeah. Okay. It's listed as a hundred to 125 million. That's okay. so vague, big difference, but they say it like, yeah. you know, hundred, 125 million dollars. It's all the same, right? Yeah. Whatever. It's jump change, right? Forget about it. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm reading this on a Wikipedia article. That's like, can you please donate $2 and 75 cents to our website? <laughs> I'm like, maybe the people you're writing about could donate that to you, you know? Yeah. No kidding. Um, there is a great article though, linked in the, in the, uh, article description of the Wikipedia on free guy. Um, it's the third reference. It's called, uh, the low key hustle of free guy filmmaker, Sean Levy. It's very good. Okay. A lot of respect for that guy. He's been working. He doesn't care about the spotlight. He's been working in Hollywood for a long time. Like we, we mentioned his credits at the beginning. Really, really yeah, hard working. And, and those, those credits were really just the highlights. Like he has yes. directed a lot of movies and his production credits are also way lengthier than his director credits. Totally. So he's, yeah, got kind of that low key, like a really stellar career going. Another one of my favorite moments in this movie is the scene where Ryan Reynolds, where Guy is trying to give Lil Ray Howery's buddy the glasses. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of a scene from a film by Mike Birbiglia called Don't Think Twice. It's a story about an improv troupe. And, and there's a scene where 
one has gotten, one person has gotten like a really great job and one is still kind of doing the grind and they're improving the scene where she, the woman who has not gotten the job is like pretending to be down in a well. And he is mm-hmm. improving like, let me get you out of this well. Like, let me help you. And she's like, no, I'm, I feel safe down here. This is good. Like it's a really emotional scene in that movie. But it reminded me of that in this film because like Ryan Reynolds is like, basically like, here's your blue pill. I always get these mixed up, whatever. It's your blue or your red pill. And you should take it because this isn't all there is to life. And yeah. Lil Ray Howie's like, dude, I can't do it. Like, I'm happy. Like, I don't need more than this. Mm. Which is kind of a through line for his character. Like, there's that scene in their apartment where he's like, yo, if this isn't real, like, I'm talking to my best friend through a hard time. Like, what is real? Like, he's got a lot of, like, really actual emotional scenes. <laughs> yeah, he does. And I think he can pull them off. I think he's got that kind of dramatic heft behind a lot of his comedy chops. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think the balance of those two is what makes the things he says things that are like really actually insightful and heartfelt totally like land and actually like be believable because he's this kind of you know so thus far he'd been the comic relief but then he hits you with this like actual emotional observation and you're like yeah totally like this dude gets some shit man 100 percent um so that was another great moment for me i thought that was awesome um i was really this whole time trying to think of what other movie it reminded me of it might have been the matrix that would kind of make sense but i don't think it was it might have been something else um, it reminded me a little bit of that movie upgrade. Oh, sure. Sure. Yeah. That was, I liked that movie. That was a good movie. Low key, like low key. That one snuck under a lot of people's radar. It really did, man. I think that was 2018. I could be wrong. I've been saying 2017, 2018 a lot today. Um, in this yeah, show, I know. but I get the last five years all mixed up. I really do too. Like we watched a movie sometime. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, that's why we need our t-shirts to do our mm-hmm. top tens. Um, exactly. Upgrade was good. And yeah, the artificial intelligence thing is, or like ex machina, maybe mm-hmm. not quite as heady, obviously this one, but yeah. m- more digestible, which I think is nice, more accessible to the average sort of moviegoer. Yeah, totally. And it introduces those big meta themes in a very yes. palatable way totally. for someone who's into it for an action movie, which is it's genius. It was just so well done. Yeah, man. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about specifically about Free Guy? I loved all the action, like the driving scenes and the scene when Ryan Reynolds is on the motorcycle with her and yeah. then like they, and then she bloops the like jet powered hang glider. Like there was just so much cool stuff. Like that whole running inventory that the characters with glasses had of yeah. Just yeah. gadgets and things they could bust out was really fun. And the whole battle between uh guy and the two cops, the one that was dressed up as a bunny and the guy with the mustache. Oh, sure. Yeah. That was really cool. Cause yeah. they, you know, I liked all of the uh, the heads up display type first person Same. stuff that happened Same. when you could see people scrolling through like what weapon to use and then mm-hmm. it just materializes on their arm like that's just fun for me it's like merging video game love with movie love in such a fun and like just really fulfilling way it made me super happy totally uh, Channing Tatum ah I mean <laughs> Revengeman Button was that his name for real I saw that you put that in the notes but I, is that really what his uh, his uh, you know avatar character name was yeah that was Revengeman Button that's so good like he's just like a how old's that actor that that uh, that plays him 15 16 I don't think he is man no he's super not the, so the dude that plays him in the real world who is it was not uh, whoever's name I just said I can't think of his name Channing Tatum thank you is named Maddie Cardropel. And Maddie Cardropel is sort of the pinnacle of like white nerd. Uh, mm-hmm. We could talk about his appearance for a long time, but he was in Stranger Things and Jurassic World, and I think he was in. You know what he looks like. You know what he looks like. Like his 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 Wikipedia picture is him in a 
baggy like retro t-shirt with a track jacket on the outside, literally holding a slice of pizza with like a mop top. Perfect. His eyes are also very far apart. Um, he was born in 83. So he is, you know, that can't be right. Is that right? He's almost, he's almost 40. Wow. He's pushing 40. Oh God. <laughs> um, but he always plays like the same kind of nerdy character. Yeah. Um, and that was that he's the one exception to my rule of, or not my rule, my criticism of the jumping back and forth between avatar and human for comedic effect. I think that stuff worked really well, especially because he lived with his mom, dude. Well, that for sure. But like they did this really funny thing where they would have him speaking, but it was Channing Tatum's mouth doing the voiceover. Like it was Channing Tatum on screen. Yes. So I guess the other way around. And it was, it was Matthew Cardropel doing the voiceover mm-hmm. and it would segue between the video game world and the real world. He's like trying to get him to do his catchphrase. It was so good. And he's like doing all the dance moves and stuff. And it was like perverted, but you're also like, I might've been that kid for a while, you know? Right. Like if I was in this world and like had all these, all these gadgets and guns, like when I was 14 or which is even worse. Cause like you and I both thought he was 14, but he's clearly older than that. And we're just identifying mm-hmm. with that as a young kid. I don't know. Right. It's not good. <laughs> well, I think in the movie, even his mom said, like, you're 22. You're living in my house. Yeah. Oh, did she say 22? I think she might I have said so. older, man. No, that sounds about right. I vaguely remember. I mean, I could be wrong. But yeah, obviously, like, too old to still be living at home. But not as old as that character, that actor actually is. I did would never have guessed that he was pushing 40. Totally. On the off chance anybody related to this story would ever hear it, I'm going to say vaguely, there's a particular joke made by that character when his mom is doing laundry that the people I was with did not get that I was very grateful for. Cause I was like, if they decipher that code, I don't know that I have it in me to, to deal with the emotional repercussions of what that's going to mean for my life tonight. Oh God. And that just nothing right over the heads, which I was oh, just, thank God. just exhale a huge sigh of relief. God. That's all I have on free guy. I believe. All right, man. That's it. So beer number two. Beer number two, it's all you, buddy. Okay, so I found this beer at a place that I've been wanting to go for a long time in Modesto, which is where I grew up, which is where I was when I realized I forgot the beers that you had picked out for the show. Um, But don't fear, everybody. Those beers are coming uh, next week, I think. Yeah. We'll do beers next week from Burley Oak. Yeah, Burley Oak. Good shout out. Um, But what I found at uh, the market in Modesto is Hazy Tiki from Little Beast Brewing out of Oregon. And it's it's a juicy double IPA brewed with tropical fruit uh little beast brewing johnny summers have we covered them before what even what are you what is that brewery have we ever even done their stuff yeah i like their stuff i picked up some of their i believe it was small bottles at final gravity in roseville uh a while back we actually covered them on episode 160 Mm. it was our oscars recap oh nice we also did beards from great notion so it was kind of a portland themed week and we covered the movie the two popes and Pain and Glory, and like I said, it was our Oscar recap. So, yeah, if you want to hear our thoughts on Country Wizard from Little Beast, check out episode 160. Yeah, if I remember right, we were both relatively favorable. I think that was actually a pretty good week in general. Like, Great Notion can almost do no wrong. And then uh, you had covered The Two Popes. I didn't get a chance to watch it. Man, that's coming up a lot this week. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, In our description, actually, on SoundCloud of this episode, uh, Max had to drink not one but two four locals. Oh, was that the Joaquin that Phoenix? Was that the uh, the Joker yep. nominated? Man, that was that's why I don't remember any of this. It's a rough week yeah. for me. <laughs> yeah, you were ham boned. So obviously, yeah, you don't remember much of that. That's why you're like, have we ever done little? I really, I, I like they had this like, vague sort of hazy familiarity in my brain, but you I just couldn't remember. A dude. repressed, a repressed memory of Little Beast Brewing. 
Uh, yeah, pretty much. Um, okay, well, I saw this one. It looked good, and they have this to say about it. It's an intensely tropical Sabro hops. Turn up the volume on this tiki-inspired double New England IPA. Additions of coconut, pineapple, and lime juice amplify that fresh-cut fruit experience. With one sip, you'll swear that you hear ukuleles. It's uh, it's seven and a half percent. Like I said, it's a double IPA, New England style. And I'm about to taste it for the first time, uh, Johnny Summers. In order to buy me any time, do you have any questions off the bat? Yeah, I do actually. I I'm wondering. Um, so you said all that. So it's going to be hazy. It feels like it should be super sweet. Uh, I'm curious how. Let me know how sweet it is. Uh, also, I'd love to know what the can looks like. I'm imagining something very tropical. Uh, also, we've only ever had one. I believe it was a tart saison. So curious to see how Little Beast, and I've had some Pilsners from them as well, but I'm curious to see how the their IPA, their double IPA, their hazy game, because this is listed as a, a double New England yeah. on Untapped. So uh, how is this hitting you, man? It doesn't look from the pictures I see like it should, it's not crazy hazy. What no, does this beer look not. like now that you've poured it? No, it looks like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at the same stuff on Untapped. It looks almost like, like a West Coast IPA. There's not too much haze going on. Um, but to address your initial question or one of them about the can, it's, um, it's a wraparound label that has the name of the brewery front and center. And then there's a little tiny, um, tiki heads, like one, two, three, seven of them and little pineapples and coconuts all in about a three color type palette. So you got like your yellows and your, your burnt oranges and blues, like a very Island vibe. Um, and it says right at the bottom in cursive hazy tiki. And then it describes the beer on the sides. Um, I'm drinking this one, by the way, uh, the date on the bottom is July 12th. So yeah, about a month old. Um, hey, it's and my birthday. You, oh, good point. You on, on, on the fitting of this beer, you would not like this at all. So not happy birthday yeah. to you. This is very sweet. Um, it drinks more like a, almost like a thinned out pina colada. Ooh, it's real sweet, man. Um, there's a ton of pineapple. There's, there's actually quite a bit of coconut too. Uh, it's relatively, relatively um not thin but 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 light in terms of body um and at seven and a half percent i don't think i was expecting that especially with this much sweetness i was like okay this is gonna be it's gonna have to end up feeling thick and it hasn't yet um hmm. it is a lot though i'm drinking this it's a 16 ounce can not a 12 and um there's a lot of flavor i'm gonna go back in for drink number two okay yeah it sounds you know i honestly would like to try it because if you're just going to be a hazy IPA and be too sweet, I'm not down. But if you're going to taste like a pina colada and like if you're going to try and taste like things that are are already sweet, I feel like I could probably get on board with that. So I am like half tempted to maybe seek this beer out. It seems like I don't like hazy IPAs that are too sweet. But like I said, make it taste like a pina colada with some coconut. Like, I don't know. I would be down to get a can of this and at least split it with somebody and try it. Have you noticed sort of the surge in like canned cocktail, like canned craft cocktails that have, I've just, I've seen them spring up a lot lately. Yeah. Ready to drink cocktails are like the thing now. Right. And this is more like that, man. It's really strange. Like there's, there's no malt presence, very little hoppiness going on. I think it's wild that they even throw in the Sabro hops description or, or, or the, rather the addition of the Sabro hops in the description. Um, this is, this is a, a, this is a pina colada. Yeah. Okay. The only, the only way it's not is that sort of mouthfeel and the weight to it. Like it's very, it's, it's very light and very thin. Um, 
which I think makes kind of the sour aspect and the sweetness and the sort of the tartness rather just really jump out at you or at me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like it, but it is a lot. Like I'm, I'm probably, I don't know. I've had maybe, maybe six ounces of it and I'm already kind of like, all right, I get it. That's plenty. This might be too big of a can for a single person. Okay. That so, makes sense. Like yeah. just, just hearing the description, I could be like maybe a 60. Nope. I don't think you'd go to a bar and get a 16 ounce pour of this beer. No, this would definitely would be like an eight or 10. In. Yeah. Yeah. So this is for sure a share beer. Okay. We can check that off the box. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Is it, is it too sweet? Like, do you, if you could only say you're sharing this with someone, you had eight ounces, would those be an enjoyable eight ounces or would you be sick of it after six ounces? I think eight's fine. You have yeah. to still like this style. You have to really want a sweet beer. But if you do, I think eight's okay. good. Like I'm gonna have another sip uh, and be like, yeah, that was that was very nice. That was a good eight. But I think sixteen is definitely overshooting it by quite a bit. You're not gonna murder that whole can. Well, we'll talk about hot and bothered in a bit. I am gonna murder this whole can. Um, All right. But you know, it'll the, the last eight ounces are gonna be like, okay, I've, I'm ready to move on. That's fine. You're, yeah, the last half of the can is just gonna be getting it out of the way. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Fair enough. But it, it's good, man. Like, I don't I don't know. I, this is sort of that weird thing that happens sometimes. Like, I don't know that I should hold it against them for giving me more. Like, I could probably split it with somebody. So, like, I don't think I'm going to dock it too much for that. Yeah. I mean, you can't really size of can. That's a pretty standard can size. You should be docking it if you don't like it or if you wouldn't want to. If 16 ounces is too much, you should say that. Yeah, it's a, it's a beer to share. You know? All right, fair enough. Should I rate it? Yeah, it sounds like you're trying to like it more than you actually like it, and I'm wondering why. I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna take another drink. I've only had yeah. about three small drinks. I'm gonna take one more just to to kind of button up the the thoughts of mine. Max, I need opinions. I need hot takes. I want the nitty gritty dirt on this beer. <laughs> I don't get to taste it. I need you to rip this beer apart if it deserves ripping apart. But either way, I want the gods. Honest truth, young minority. All right, fine. Here it is. Here's the here's the last bit I'll say um, before I rate it. It's, look, there's some fun flavors. It's a cool idea. I think it's a fun can, like the idea of a tiki New England IPA. Boom, sign me up. That sounds great. Um, it's, too, it's too much. It needs to be dialed back to be a viable go-to beer option, at least for me. The flavors are fun. It is way too much in this can. Uh, in addition to being too much, probably flavor wise, I, there's a little bit on that last drink. I got a little bit of hoppiness on the back end, like some hop bitterness, but for the most part, it's just completely masked by all this sweetness. So I, I, I think not a total, not a total strike. Um, maybe they hit it and it kind of went foul of the line last second. If we can deal in baseball terminology for a minute, we definitely can. (laughs) I thought we might. Um, so for me, man, it's like a, it's like a really, really interesting six. Okay. Like, I'm so glad I tried it. I think everybody should try this because you might, it's it's such an intense flavor. You might be the person that's like, this is my favorite beer I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. But you could also, like, just know what I've said to be true. Like, if you're a hoppy beer, like, I don't think you're going to like this, dude. Fair enough. All right. That's a strong six. I like that score. Yeah. It's a good score. I feel like this would be a good one to take to a share. And pass around. People will have opinions for sure. If you're trying to start conversation, Good. grab one of these. It was uh, we're we're in the danger zone now. We're in, we're past the halfway point. It was um, it was oh, man. How much was it? I actually got a receipt somewhere, but it was like uh, it was probably like seven fifty. Hey everybody, Bailey Minardi here. The production correction. 
The beer is in fact $6, not $7.50. Back to the show. Which okay. is like, I don't know. It's high. It's, it's, yeah. it's pricey. But you're paying for a decent amount of ABV you and are. the novelty. Yep. And, and you know, presumably like more effort going in because they use all those fruit adjuncts. So I don't know. Like if, if it sounds good, get it. And if it doesn't, you definitely will not like it. It's not going to change your mind. Fair enough. All right. Uh, I'm good on this. Shall we move into Hot and Bothered? Let's do it. Welcome to Hot and Bothered, everybody. Part of the show where we talk about Hot and Bothered. Johnny, what's got you Hot and Bothered? Hot and Bothered. (laughs) Yeah. Well, first of all, we talked about it at the top of the show. Uh, It was Color Out of Space, a movie that I watched to fulfill a a potentially broken promise to Max. Yep. And I really liked that movie. And uh, I did a full review of it on Patreon. So shameless plug. uh, If you're on Patreon, go listen to that. If you're not, I'm not going to say much more about the movie other than I really liked it. I think you should watch it. But if you want to hear like 30 minutes of me talking about it, it's all on Patreon. But the fact is I watched that movie last night and it was fucking awesome. So I think it's well worth a watch if you like sci-fi, psychological, psychedelic horror movies. That's that. Yep. Uh, The other thing that's got me hot was I went to a brew fest. Uh, remember those? Those are a thing again <laughs> yeah, sure. in some places. I went to Bay, uh, Brews by the Bridge up in Reading, right there by the Sundial Bridge, and uh, nice. saw some saw some friends. Uh, ben from Last Insider was up there. Got to hang out with him for a minute. Uh, some of the guys from Sierra Nevada tried some new breweries. Tried some, you know, tried and true breweries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was fun. It was getting out, having some beers. It was really smoky and really hot. I didn't stay as long as I wanted because it got like painful to breathe. Yeah. But overall, net positive, good experience. Great, dude. Glad to hear it. Yeah. And the uh, things that have me bothered. Right. This is where I get to just <laughs> complain. Oh, God. I've got tendonitis in my knee. So it hurts to walk right oh, now. No. So that's super lame. I have like a big uh, Malcolm from Jurassic Park knee brace that I've been wearing. Okay. And I've got a doctor's appointment. It's a pain. I need to just not move for like five days, but I can't do that. So recovery has been yep. slow at best. And also my poor cat has to wear a cone for two weeks. Yeah. Yeah, he just got home. Shalina just got home while we're recording, and I haven't been able to go see him yet. But like, it's either going to be the funniest thing or heartbreaking. I know. I'm anticipating it to be a nice mix of both. Oh, good man. I hope so. I was hoping you were going to yeah. describe his ailments, and then I was going to, if I remember, just bleep it out so people could <laughs> imagine. Oh yeah. What what happened with with Ian? <laughs> <laughs> um, do you really want to know? Yeah, I'd love to know. Tell me. Oh, Tell the right. listeners. So he, so he had an infected anal sac. And it got filled with pus no. because it got blo- it got blocked up because normally they can discharge that when they go to the bathroom. They can? And he, yep, that's what they do in the litter box. Oh, Your no. cats express their glands in the litter box. Uh, and his, one of his lefty wasn't working right. Wow. So I had to take him in. He got sedated. They went in. They irrigated it. He's got a little drain that's like attached to his butt for a while. Uh, and so he got his butt shaved, his glands drained, mm. and now he has to wear a cone so he can't lick it for two weeks. And I'm just happy he's okay because he's <laughs> like 12. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's always risky taking a cat to the vet when they're 12. Sure. But uh, yeah, he's got some butt issues. He yeah. probably feels like he's been um, adopted by aliens or something. Yeah. Abducted. <laughs> I said adopted. <laughs> Take me out of here. I need new parents. Adopted by, adopted by aliens. That sounds uh, like. Like yeah. an emo album it or something. It super does. I'm also nominating this episode for the most bleeps in any Fresh Ops Cinema episode to date. 
No, you can't bleep all I'm that. I'm literally bleeping all of it. <laughs> and it's going to be so funny because we're just going to be left to wonder. Oh, uh, that's disappointing. We'll see. I'll send you the pre-edit and then you can tell me if you don't like it. But I said it. I'm fine with it. I stand by it. All right. Uh, anything else for Hot and Bothered, sir? No, that's it, man. I was looking forward to this episode. It's been kind of a stressful, painful with my knee, mm-hmm. painful, stressful with the cat. Yeah. Um, and smoky and hot. So like, I've really been looking forward to this podcast. So just sitting down chatting with you and drinking a couple of beers has definitely got me hot this week too. It's always such a nice reprieve from the doldrums of everyday life that, uh, always lucky to do this with you. So I guess you've got me hot this week. Hey, um, (laughs) well, speaking of, of, of hot and smoke, I've performed music in three States this week, uh, California, damn son, I know Nevada and Oregon, and all of them have been smoky. I kept thinking like, all right, when I get to Nevada, like it's going to smoke. When I get to Reno, the smoke will have cleared and and no, because there's fires everywhere. Um, and on one of those trips, the Oregon trip, I was up, uh, I was going to just outside of Bend in Sisters, Oregon to play a wedding, mm-hmm. which was lovely. And it wasn't terribly smoky mostly, um, but it still kind of was. And, and Sisters is far enough. If you're not familiar with the distance between Chico and Sisters, Oregon, it's like a seven hour drive which is not the drive you want to make before you have to work, you know, a nine hour wedding playing music. Mm-hmm. So I drove the day before stayed in Klamath falls. So one shout out is in order. I visited Klamath basin brewing, which is a brewery we've covered on the show before. Uh, I want to say, what do you think? Like two and a half months ago, three months ago. Mm, don't ask. This is perfect. Bad. Great. We don't know. We've done it in the past at some point. Yeah. We drank a couple of the beers. We liked them. Um, and I stopped by the brewery cause it was like, well, it was late in the day for one. It was, it was probably like eight 30 at night. Um, and it's kind of a slower, small town, which I didn't realize. So I stopped by the brewery and, um, I suppose I'm going to shout out this story because why not Tawny? I think it was Tawny, please. If you're listening, I'm pretty sure that's what you said. Your name was, um, I walked into the bar and they were like, Hey, we're not seating anymore. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to get a beer. And then the hostess was like, come, come to the bar and asked the bartender like, Hey, can you still pour this guy a beer? And she looked at me and for a minute hesitated. And then was like, mm, no, can't serve your beer. I was like, oh, all right thought you guys were open for longer, but okay, no worries. And I walked out. And then by the time I got to the street, I heard from behind me like, Hey buddy, sorry, you can come back. Like there's this drunk dude at the bar that will not leave. I've cut him off. And every time I pour a new customer a beer, he's like, well, you poured him a beer. Can't you give me a beer? And I was like, that's so wild. I'm sorry. That's happening. She's like, well, if you want to come in and, and like, wait, I can serve you a beer in a minute. Once this guy leaves, I was like, that sounds great. I'd love, I'd love a beer. Um, All right. and so sure enough, I walk in and this dude's just like, slunched over a glass of whiskey, like slurring his words and, you know. Oh, they have a bar bar. Right, which is, I was like, I, he, what are you guys feeding him? And like, I think he's been drinking whiskey. Apparently he'd been kicked out of his niece's wedding earlier in the <laughs> night, like, which is already like, I'm not serving that guy. But also like weddings, you never know. Like maybe you got kicked out because you're the only responsible one. They're like, get out of here, you common sense talking uncle. Uh, but yeah, not I'm in sure that's why he yeah. got kicked yeah, out. He got kicked out because he was too drunk. And then eventually he left and Tawny gave me a beer and we chatted for a minute. I left her a couple of business cards about the show. I'm going to have a pretty good uh, New England IPA there. And I finished my wedding notes for the next day, which is all to say then the next day I had hotel reservations at what turned out to be a pretty sketchy motel. Um, and I didn't want to stay there. And my wife didn't want me to stay there. So yeah. I canceled uh, incurring a cancellation fee, which was basically the fee of the room. Um, mm. And I called our friend of the show, Cameron, and I said, hey, Cameron, any chance your home is open on super short notice 
for a traveler weary from the road. And she said, of course, come on by. So I spent Saturday night after the wedding and, and for a moment before with our friend Cameron and her family. And she gave me nice. some fun beers and we stayed up after the wedding and we, we shared a glass of whiskey. It was a High West Double Rye, which is my favorite rye whiskey. And we talked about life and we talked about the podcast a little bit. And um, it was just one of those rare moments where like, worlds sort of collide, like my music world and my podcast world intersected. And, and, and Cameron's been a longtime listener of the show. Like you, you spent 4th of, of yeah, like you spent 4th of July with her. Was it last year? Yeah. Last year I spent 4th of July with her and her family at their, their block party. Just on a whim. Maybe the best 4th of July I've ever had. Right. So like, like we talked about that and like, uh, just like we mentioned Cameron from time to time on the show. Um, and I think in the upcoming weeks we'll do it even more because again, she sent me home with like, I'm trying to even ballpark it. Like maybe it had to be like 20 beers. Like Jeez. she's like, here's stuff from the cellar. Like I just don't drink as much beer anymore. And like, here you go. Um, but the point is like big, big, big shout out to Cameron a for being just an awesome person. Uh, B for putting me up for the night. Um, and, and C for like listening to the show and being a part of this and like contributing to the podcast and in clearly many ways. Right. That's like definition of friend of the show. Like, yeah, she, she exhibits, and is just the physical manifestation of that expression. Yeah. So Cameron, if you're listening, thank you so much. It was lovely hanging out and I super appreciate you just so much. And Danius and, and Jonas and everybody and the dog. Yeah. Gracie. There it is. That's right. Gracie's great. Yeah. I have, yeah. I have things to say. Oh, okay. Go about how you messed up. Okay. <laughs> because a few weeks ago, yeah. I get a text from you. Hey, you're in Bend a lot. You yeah. like to vacation there. Yeah. Where do you stay? And I'm like, good call, smart. Yeah. You're thinking ahead. You're preparing. Yeah. You're going to stay somewhere nice that you'll have a great time. You won't have to be worried about getting stabbed and nothing like that. Uh-huh. Uh, now, did you stay at one of those places I recommended, Max? No. Did you, did you stay there? No. Did you stay they sound, they seem you stay? Can I, let me jump in. Because like, I I feel like I'm a conscientious hire. They hired me for their wedding. and And I don't want to like gut them, but I do charge them for travel and lodging. So I was like, well, let me find the cheapest possible place so I can invoice my client. Cause like places in Bend are like two fifty, like 300 bucks maybe. And the yeah. rainbow motel was yeah. like, you know, a, like two ten after tax, which by the way, footnote, the woman did end up canceling my room without charging me, which was super cool. Well, that's nice of her, but I, I do take your point. Yeah. So you sometimes you got to crack some eggs to make an omelet, my friend. And sometimes there's a few things in life that you do not go cheap on: rooms when you're out of town, yeah, shoes, I know, mattresses, I know, and electronics. Yeah, fair. So that's all right. You you messed up, but I'll, I'll give you a pass. But I'm I'm a little hurt you didn't take any of my hotel recommendations. I wanted to, man, but they were like they looked great. And if I were traveling by myself and didn't have to charge a client, I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm gonna stay at these places. They look great. They're right by downtown for sure. Let's do it. But I did. So you're saying. You would only stay there if you have to pay for it, not if you have someone paying you yeah, to stay like there. Nobody, that would, I, yeah, I don't want them to pay on, for it. Like, whatever. Like, I don't know. Have some self-respect. You're worth it. <laughs> Thanks. Um, very, very lastly, if you've heard uh, an unusual amount of hate that I'm about to do this, pops on the microphone. That's because I'm recording in in Lake Tahoe. In I've recorded like in the past 10 days in, in three different locations with you. Um, I'm in a cabin on Lake Tahoe and I forgot my pop filter and I'm sitting on a tiny desk. It's like two feet by four feet, this little sort of Jerry rigged recording setup. And I'm about to go eat barbecue dinner with, with my mom and sister. Um, so I'm doing that this week, which is pretty fun. I have like a full week off. I'll be back to the grind on Sunday when I'm playing in South Lake Tahoe. 
But uh, it's been like a nice, I'm riding jet skis tomorrow, which I love. If yes. you listen to, to an episode recently, I rode a jet ski for the first time. And now I get to do it again, which is pretty great. That's so cool. I um, love it. So that's what's going on. That's my hot and bothered this week. Not too much to be bothered about. Lots of traveling, lots of smoke, I guess, which is a bothered. Um, but lots of good beers. And I will echo your sentiments, sir. Like, lovely talking to you. This has felt really good. Yeah, it's, it's always nice to catch up, man. Especially when, when life's getting crazy and things are busy and and bustly it yeah. feels nice it's like uh yeah like grounding yourself you know this yeah. is the thing that we can count on every week totally do it's you, the closest thing you have to a day job it really is to some extent do you want to do you want to <laughs> button us up yeah man let's get out of here this has been hot and bothered slash fresh hop cinema sure that's max minardi i'm johnny Summers. if you don't the shout show out my be possible okay, good sorry <laughs> I just, she's she's in the next room. She's probably hearing this right now, so I had to make sure. Yeah. This show wouldn't be possible without Bailey Minardi Boom. and Max's special socks. So, <laughs> God damn it. thank you to all of our listeners. Be sure and rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff. We love you guys. Remember, drink good beer, be nice to people in video games. Nice. And most importantly, be nice to each other in the real world. Love you guys. We'll see you next week. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, Bailey Minardi here with production. Slight with a production correction. Hey everybody, Bailey Minardi here with a slight production correction. The beer was in fact six dollars, not seven fifty. Great, let me do it again just for fun and point your mouth more at the mic. Actually, no, we're having modern technology here. Can I say production correction crew? Sure. Just get that <laughs> correction in there. Hey, everybody. Bailey Minardi here, part of the production correction crew. And as it turns out, <laughs> just do it straight. You got it. the beer is $6. <laughs> I like the uh, part of the production correction crew. <laughs> hey, everybody. Bailey Minardi here. Um, I'm a part of the production. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One, two, three. One, two, three. I'm a part of the production crew. You're going to hate yourself if you hear yourself go. Um, I know. Part of the production crew. <laughs> There's this like... What's, Tell me. What part, is it? What? Production correction? There's a production correction. PCC. Part of production <laughs> correction crew. I'm part of the... <laughs> for the PCC, baby. What is the real thing? Production? production correction. With a production Oh, correction. with a production. Okay. Yeah, it's been right here with a production correction. Okay. Excuse me. Hey, everybody. Hey, Wait, everybody. let me try again. <laughs> Refresh. I could use that one. Enjoy. For fun. Let me hear it. Oh, you could also, could you say it again or just or just tag uh, back to the show? Mm. You can just say that. Back to the show. Why don't we begin? We hope you enjoy. This is Fresh Hot Cinema.